1: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, $10 million was one thing, but now $90 million more is what's being debated at City Hall for an economic development investment fund. We all know downtown is hurting. You know, Calgary as a whole has been hurting over the last couple of years. Uh, unemployment is not unique to the downtown. Like any city views its downtown is a heartbeat, right? Kind of the soul of the city. And maybe if downtown's doing well, by extension, the rest of the city can as well. But these are some big questions here. And is it really to government to fix the problems of downtown or anywhere else in an economy? So a lot of interesting discussion about what's ailing downtown, how to turn it all around, no easy answers, but joining us uh, for some thoughts on where things are at. Very pleased to welcome to the program, Mary Moran, Calgary, uh, with Calgary Economic Development. Mary, thanks for joining us here.
0: Thanks very much.
1: Um, you know that's the unfortunate thing here, right? There, there are no easy answers, but uh, does that mean that it's that it's hopeless?
0: Oh gosh, no. I mean, I think uh, you know. When you think about the the kind of core ingredients or assets that Calgary has, um, including quality of life, but also uh, this great talent pool that's not leaving here at a rapid rate. We are seeing some out-migration, but uh, not as quickly as we've seen in previous downturns. And so there's a big, strong sense of attachment of that very talented workforce. And so having that key ingredient is a great asset to go and pitch companies. But often companies are looking for other things. And so, um, you know, this Economic Development Investment Fund will allow us to go and attract some of those bigger companies that we haven't really been able to go and compete with. Um, So it's a great tool for us, uh, not just to attract companies, but also help companies grow that are here.
1: All right. So the committee today did approve this $90 million. I understand uh, goes to council as a whole later this month. So uh, if that's approved, explain what this fund would would do or how it would, as you said, go towards some of these purposes.
0: Yeah, so if you look at an example that was very public was kind of the Amazon bid, and so uh, as you well know that we were very active in that role, and when it came down to what is the city going to do to help us uh, integrate into the community and, you know, arrive here and uh, create jobs, then we didn't really have a lot of tools in our toolkit, and, you know, when we started to look at the $10 million, we thought you know, this is a low, sorry, this is a low value but high risk type of fund. What we need to do is to play in the big leagues that we need to have a larger fund so we can go and try to attract some of these corporate tech companies that are meaningful to our advancing our economic agenda, and so this tool will be used, but there's a whole bunch of criteria that will be uh, set that the any business case that comes through our organization will have to be validated by a third party, and then we would uh, make a decision on whether to invest in a company coming here.
1: Now, by the way, speaking of Amazon, and I think Mm -hmm. some people took your comments today to indicate that maybe we've kind of given up on that. Where, Where do things stand?
0: Oh, gosh, no. I mean, I think we still have a very, very strong uh, value proposition in front of Amazon, and part of that is the support that we receive from the provincial government. But, um, you know, they are still, we were in communication with them last week. They are still still very much in the process of evaluating the RFP submissions, which were, you know, probably triple of what they expected or how many cities qualified. Um, and they're also doing the research on kind of what they view as the top city. So if we're on the short list, which we could very well be, they could be in market right now exploring it unbeknownst to us so um, you know I always encourage Calgarians to be (laughs) as civil and and friendly as possible which they're very good at and so they'll be measuring those things in the most extraordinary ways that we probably wouldn't even think of Mm -hmm. like you know pulling up to a stoplight and sitting there when it turns green to see if the community uh, is is uh, civil or did they lay on their horns and various other things did they get friendly service in restaurants is the food good that type of thing? so there's a whole bunch of things they measure with that we we're not even aware of, but we're very much uh, that file is still very much alive, and we've been in contact with them okay. as recently as last week.
1: You know, when it comes to luring businesses uh, to Calgary, though, and I mean, it seems as though that's it's about the city itself and showcasing uh, all the great aspects to this city. But when we focus on, on the downtown, I mean, Explain the importance of downtown. Is it to say that, that one area of the city is more important than, than others or what's the significance of downtown?
0: Yeah and just to create some clarity around this fund is not exclusively for the downtown but that's where our acute problems are and um, when you think about the tax base that it creates for the city, uh, that 40% of our non-residential taxes comes from our downtown core so it, it is important that we emphasize that or put a focus on that. Um, it's also where percent of our employment comes from. So, you know, and it's been hard hit and uh, it's hard to make up that uh, tax base and also create jobs if you're not considering, you know, the the assets that we have in the downtown core, obviously the 13 million square feet of very economical premium office space, um, but also just all the other assets that we have in and around. We've seen restaurants suffer greatly in the downtown core because of that uh, void of that talent in the downtown core, about 70,000 people as we estimate it and it's it's having a hard uh, impact not just on the businesses but also the supporting businesses like restaurants and hotels
1: right and and i mean we have that infrastructure downtown we have um quite a high vacancy rate and so that that's that's problematic because we get all this office space sitting empty uh that's that's not good
0: yeah, and you, when you think about you know what the office space was built for, it was built for large companies that take up big floor plates. And what we're finding is is that the opportunities for job creation are kind of come from either new companies coming in here or smaller companies here growing. So, and not all of them are looking for a big floor plate like we uh, have historically been able to fill. And so we've been working with the real estate community to say you know can we break some of this office space down or the big floor plates down? Can we? Actually, uh, start to be more liberal with our leasing because you know renting to a tech company is a different game than, reckon, uh, than renting to a or leasing to a uh, big oil company. And so, you know, the the uh, financial statements and the income statements are very different than what they what they look like, particularly if they're in their startup mode. So, there's a lot of consideration for the real estate community uh, to take and and you know start to approach their business a different way.
1: What about uh, not just business for the downtown, but the idea of um, post-secondary education downtown, uh, looking at at other options to fill some of that space? Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, it's now our job to go and talk to the post-secondaries and talk about programming that they may not be able to to fill up at the university or or is there programming that's very suited for the downtown core. Um, And so, you know, we have had some... Uh, preliminary conversations with all the post-secondaries uh, on this topic. And, you know, I think the reality is, is now is the time to make the move. We have a, uh, obviously a lot of available space, but we also have now a tool that can help them. And if we use that tool properly, it would help us, you know, potentially we could invest in the capital and we could go to the province to say, look, we've invested in the capital. Can you help us with the programming funding for these post-secondaries? And so we'll try to leverage funding that might come from other orders of government. Right. And I think this also gives us a strong tool to go to the federal government, who has supported this economy a little bit. But you know the rest of the country is firing on, on all cylinders right now, and Alberta is still, and Calgary in particular, is still hurting. And so you know, they've created an investment hub. Which has about two hundred plus million dollars. And so we're hoping that we can work more closely with them to look at investment opportunities together so uh, we can be, you know, stronger and more focused on Calgary.
1: All right. Well, Mary, we'll leave it there. More at uh, Calgary Economic Appreciate you joining us here today.
0: Thanks for the opportunity.
1: All right. Take care. Mary Moran, President and CEO, Calgary Economic Development. When we come back, well, here's a big question. It's caused some controversy in Sweden, made headlines around the world. Does God have a gender? The Church of Sweden suggesting that, well, maybe not. We'll get into that issue coming up after 2.30. Stay with us.
0: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.